Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., Hey, 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 welcome to The Wedding Dish, brought to you on Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. We are the podcast where we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding professionals, and we read listeners' stories from all things wedding, the planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments. As always, you'll hear tips, tricks, and everything about wedding that you could ever possibly want to, to hear. Inspiration, you know building a business, all the good stuff. That's Sarah Alipin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of the uh, <laughs> of our podcast. Right. <laughs> We're super casual today. It's cold today, so we have to warm up first. It's so cold. <laughs> Get our brains warmed up. As usual, we have our little Frenchie, uh, Clouseau, with us in our podcasting chair. And... Um, we have a super special guest with us today, um, longtime fan of District Bliss, and we've been a longtime fan of hers too. Um, so today with us, we have the stylist abroad, founder, CEO, awesome artist, talented lady, Ashley. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, I totally threw stuff off her game. Yeah. No, I was just going to say before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, um, please check it out. We interviewed wedding speechwriter Jeff Walliner about how he started his business and how he transforms the lives of his clients. And it's really interesting if you haven't heard of a wedding speechwriter, wedding speechwriter, he kind of invented it. Yeah, it's really Um, cool. And yeah, he talked about how he helps people that are anxious or boring or you're just not you know who comes equipped to make like an awesome speech nobody so that's what he does um so definitely check that out and yeah it was a great episode and he he gave you a shout out ashley at the end of the um he's quite a guy like he's awesome yeah i saw him last night actually at the event and he told me to tell you guys hello awesome yeah, it was super fun. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool how he coached that woman through severe anxiety, and she ended up nailing her speech in front of 400 guests. That was pretty badass. So um, a huge thanks to everybody who has tuned in and who checked out that episode and all of our episodes. We've gotten a ton of positive feedback, and we're super happy. So on to today's guest, if you're ready to get down to it. Um as Sarah said, this is Ashley Peters we have with us today, and she's the founder and CEO of A Stylist Abroad, and she does, um, she's a hairstylist for event, editorial, and bridal in the DMV. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm super, like I said, super excited to be here. Um, yeah, I've loved District Bliss from when I first heard of it, and so when I heard of this, I was like, oh, I want to be a part of this too. Yay, we're it. so glad to have you here today. So um, first first off, we're going to start, if it's okay, and talk a little bit about your business. Sure. Um, so I love the name of your business, The Stylist Abroad. When did you start, and what is your business exactly? So I started, it was like 
five or so years ago. Um, it was one of those where I was literally in hair school and we they were telling us the importance of social media. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be my name. Because my husband was in the Navy and we, I didn't want to be like geolocated to a specific area. But from then it grew to bringing in trends or like wellness, I guess, like aspects from other places. And when we moved to the DMV area, I was working with another company. And then eventually I was like, I'm going to do this for me with the clients who like I want to help and the things that like I stand for. So kind of pushed that further, was dabbling with it as like freelance and then officially made it like a legit real deal business LLC. I feel like it's more legit when it's an actual LLC. Like last year, <laughs> like once I did that, I was like, oh, this is serious. Like this is, this is real. This time. is real. Yeah. I felt so much more like grown up when I did that. Oh. <laughs> You're a real adult. Yeah, I'm now. a real adult. It wasn't just an Instagram and doing this thing. I still have to explain it, but that's okay. So, <laughs> so do you think it was, is your husband in the military and were you moving around? Is that why you wanted to have your own business? Was that part of it? Or did you just um, want to have your own business anyway? I joke that me and my two dogs are my best bosses because not that I don't like working for other people. I just, I think I've always been like a very independent person. And if there's something that needs to be done, like I'll figure out the way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I like that idea of kind of like being my own boss, being able to take vacation, like when I want to take vacation and being able to do what I really love kind of with no compromises. Mm -hmm. And so like, if anybody's listening to this who has a really stubborn child, encourage them because they'll, they'll be a boss one day. Like, yeah. That's, that's the who I was. And yeah. I was stubborn too. Yeah. So my, my parents used to say, um, you're the kind of person who would bite off your nose despite your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love in, in the, in the pre-interview stuff you, you had written, like about starting your own business or as you put it, create your own boss babe world. Yeah. And I really like (laughs) that. that. What does that mean to you? Like you explain it in detail, but like, what does that mean to you? Like what, what is your business? What, what uh, aspects of it do you make it like something that you really enjoy being a part of? Yeah. So, um, I go on location for hairstyling services, whether it's a wedding or an event or like something more like editorial and not so like everyday walking down the street. But with that, you know, there's lots of lovely people out there who do it, but everyone kind of does it their own way. And so for me, there were certain things I really wanted to stand behind, um, like using vegan cruelty-free products, really embracing everyone's unique beauty, like celebrating curls. And I felt like I wasn't getting that elsewhere so I took all of those things and kind of brought them together to be like we're going to embrace you and your unique beauty whatever that is and I'm going to make sure that you look like your best self on this special day whatever that is like that's what we're going to do and it's going to be awesome and so that was like the rough idea of it and then as to the business side of it it made it so I really had to sit down and think like how does this translate to an actual business? Like I have to make like a website and like the, like the verbiage of it and the photo choices of it and you know, and all the nitty gritty, like filing for the LLC and all of, <laughs> like all of the boring stuff. Like I, you know, you had to do all of that to make it like 
part of like that business world to yeah. make, I guess, the whole, the real whole like Boss Babe world exist. Yeah. Your website is very representative of you. Oh, thank it's you. It's got like it, the colored smoke bombs. Yeah. Got the cute picture of your little dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have this nice like black and white photo of you like working kind of yeah. intimately with a client and like it gives you a sense like, oh, this would be a calm experience to me. Like yeah. that's how it resonates. Like, oh, okay, this is really would be pleasant and like not dramatic, you know? Um, yeah, that sets the tone for your day. And Steph, I have to say, I love that you always go look at everybody's websites before we do the podcast and, um, and that you always mention like how cool, like cool different things and how you got to know their personality and their brands through that. That's such a cool thing that you do. It's so nice to hear because I literally just did like a complete gut job on my website as of like end of September, beginning of October and just Congrats. threw all these hours into it. And I was super happy with it at the end, but it always makes me really happy when I hear other people like reciprocating what it is I wanted out of it. I'm like, oh yes, I did it. Yeah. It's like they bit, get you. It's yeah. like a little bit magical. It's definitely ar- like artsy yeah. and very calming. That's like good. It. Yeah. My husband never believes it when people say I'm calming, so I'm glad he can hear this now. It's on record. It's on record. Both of us. Um, That's awesome. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about, which is also alluded to on your website, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more, is that you use only Mm cruelty-free beauty products. You mentioned a specific line that you use, and I couldn't tell or not if you were vegan or you just used the cruelty-free, like... What, how was that journey for you and how did that come about and bleed over into like your beauty career? Um, so yeah, all of our products are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. I am vegan. Um, if you're not vegan, my client, that's cool. Like, don't worry, you're not going to get like a documentary <laughs> lecture in the chair. Um, as a kid, I was always the person where I'm like, I don't know, it's just, I couldn't wrap my head around like, why would you hurt like a cute little dog like Clouseau for your mascara? So I was 100% that Ken Gardner who was, like, championing my cause at the dinner table to the chagrin of my parents, <laughs> and that hasn't changed into adulthood. Um, so in my own life, I always made sure it was cruelty-free. And so then when my husband and I did make the transition to being vegan, it just made sense to do that as well with the products. So I, a lot of times, will use R&Co. Um, it's a very high-end hair company like they're used at fashion week i'm not i joke i'm like i'm not mixing berries in the back room or like (laughs) going to the organic grocery store or something like it's legit stuff um but yeah they're one of my go-tos just because all of their products are so i don't like i don't have to read the labels so it's nice that's nice yeah yeah because i'm sure like you know some years ago it wasn't quite as easy to just Mm -hmm. like know that everything was all set and you could go like have the quality and the Right. The morals that you want behind it or ethics. Um, so, so what do you think is the coolest thing about owning your own biz? Um, I think the coolest thing is definitely being able to work with clients who like, I really connect with, like I really like, because that was one of the things when I had worked in a traditional salon and I had worked with another company and the clients were great, but I feel like majority if not all of my clients now we walk away and like we're still friends after their wedding like we still stay in touch we still like I don't know do things on Instagram one of them got me to join TikTok like (laughs) yeah like they're keeping me you know they're keeping me younger than I am and I'm like I, I feel like I can connect with them like we can have real conversations and I don't like 
I don't worry about, I don't know, if I'm, they're, they're, if they're going to get me yeah. or if I'm going to get them or something like that. Yeah. Because you could have five different people ask for the same style, but it's nice when not only can you deliver that, but like you really just like you connect. Yeah. Yeah. Plus dictating my own vacation schedule is really nice too. <laughs> and um, you said like your ideal customer or client or whatever would be like, this is just some of the language used, like a quirky, non-conventional bride and meeting them where they are. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, um, I want people, like a wedding is a beautiful, magical, happy event. And there's so much pressure from everyone for it to be perfect or that you have to do this tradition or you have to do that. And I joke that like I will be their bulldog and say, screw it, you don't have to. Like you don't have to wear a veil. You don't have to do anything. Like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I will deliver that. And so if, you're like the, the heavy, like the protection. <laughs> yeah, I will. And I joke that like if your mom's saying you have to do this, like I will run an interference. Like if it maybe is a little bit of a fibbing to be like, this is why we can't do it. Mm-hmm. To de-stress nice. for the bride. I will because, I mean. You should I, get what you want. You should get what you want. You're paying all this money for this special moment. You should be happy. And yeah. so I want, I just want to celebrate the people. Like mm-hmm. that's it. That's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be about. So. That's awesome that you're so supportive of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I I was fortunate for when we got married, for the most part, like, everyone kind of let us do our thing. And then there were certain things where like, I really, like, stuck to my guns about it. And I'm glad I did because years later we look at the photos. And I'm like, yep, I'm happy with all my decisions. I don't want someone to feel like years later, like, why did I, why did I listen to so-and-so? Like, why did I do this? Yeah. I actually feel the same way when I look at mine. Yeah. So um, what sort of challenges have you faced in creating your business? I mean, you said, like, you know, you had to do a lot of research. You built your own website. You had to put together an LLC. Like, what was, the, what was kind of the biggest challenge? Um, honestly, I feel like, to me, I guess the biggest challenge was all of, like, the, um, like the official legal business stuff, like forming yeah. the LLC. Because yeah, that stuff. It's just so daunting, and you're reading the things online, and it kind of makes sense. But you also kind of feel like maybe I'm making an assumption, and then someone's going to come and like black bag me yeah. or like yeah, I don't financial or something. Yeah. Don't want to make a mistake. Yeah, it's but the, you feel like you're constantly tripping over something. Oh yeah, and so I would constantly have like my husband check everything because yep. he's much more of like the STEM side of the brain. I'm like, just make sure I'm not like I don't know committing a crime or something. <laughs> and then for hair. So you have to be licensed as a cosmetologist, and I am. And I filled out all my stuff, but then I also have to get, like, a salon license, even though I'm a mobile salon. And so you didn't find that out until, like, once, like, you put in paperwork A, and then you found out about paperwork B. So there was a lot of that, where mm-hmm. I was like, am I really done? Am I real? Like, is it all really good now? Yeah. So, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. All of that was a pain. <laughs> yeah. And I'm then- glad it was done. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to stay up to date with it every year, too. Like, Mm -hmm. we had, um, they made some changes to, there was the Amazon law where you didn't have to pay if you were shipping anything out of state. You didn't have to have sales tax on it. And then, like, there's a difference now. Like, that's not the case anymore if there's... If there's a location in that, I don't know. It's a whole big thing. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, at least in D.C., they are really good at helping you if you go in there and ask questions. That's what I've heard. And I mean, there, there very well could be resources in Virginia. I had a mediocre time finding them, but I also, fortunately I was determined. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm sure Virginia has good resources. Luckily, I built my business in D.C. and yeah. then moved to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little easier. It was easier, yeah. So what kind of advice would you give to someone who is, like, maybe going to start out a business like, like yours? What would you tell them? Um, I think the biggest thing is to do your research. Like, really thoroughly do your research, not only for, like, what is logistically required of you, but also from, like the website aspect of it, of like, who do you want to serve? What are the clients that you want? Like kind of the, your big why, like, why are you doing this? Because I think if you hold those things kind of at your, like your core center, not only will it help the aesthetic all circle and be cohesive, but in those times when you're waiting for paperwork to get back from whatever office, it kind of keeps you motivated to be like, this is why I'm, I'm doing this. Um, and then two, like reaching out to other professionals, whether they're maybe like in my case, you know, yes, talk to the other hairstylists, like talk to makeup artists, like talk to all of them because I'm sure they all have some useful advice or know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not in this alone. Yeah, it's super important to have community and support. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, we kind of tacked this last question on before we go to our break, but. Um, because it's good. Yeah. <laughs> what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen at a wedding? Okay, so I think the craziest thing, um, it was actually in D.C. And, you know, a lot of times people go out for rehearsal dinner or whatever the night before. And sometimes they party too hard. And, like, you know, we've seen it many, many times. But in this case, one of the girls had a friend who I guess was in the medical field. But he came in with, um, like, IV drips for like hydration boosts or something like you hear about in like Vegas and they all were getting like I don't know hydration boosts with IVs in the other room (laughs) and I was really glad it wasn't in my room because I hate needles yeah me too I was like I don't want to look at it I assume he was you know like a licensed medical something I don't know how you I don't know what that license is but I was just like (laughs) oh oh this is happening please Keep it out of my eyesight as yeah. I finish it. These people. I don't want to look at that I needle. I don't want to see it. No, I really don't. <laughs> I totally feel you on yeah, that. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have heard that, but I've never seen it happen. Yeah. That was the first time. And it's like, I've, you know, I've been doing event hair for like almost five years now. So I was like, oh, okay. It's smart in a way, you know, like, because usually sometimes people pass out and yeah. You don't know why it's the nerves or the heat or just, yeah, yeah they were like up all night. So yeah. yeah, it's not a bad thing to like know that you can just call someone and have that happen. Have yeah. it come to room service. <laughs> but the other thing is though, like how many times do you have to pee then once you get your gown on? Yeah. I've, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, like the lag time is for like the injection. To like, know. are you at the ceremony and everybody's like crossing their legs and like trying yeah. so hard? I have no idea. I was, I was very baffled by all of that. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I like that story. It's definitely the kind of information that you will learn on the wedding dish. It's kind of like vital tips that you won't get anywhere else. So on that note, let's take a quick break and rehydrate ourselves here with some rosé, and we'll be back after the break. Thank you.
And we are back. Um, we are chatting today on The Wedding Dish with Ashley Peters, the stylist abroad. Um, super fun info on the first half about building your business in the D.C. area. Um, so now that we got through that half of the show, let's talk about your own wedding. Sound Sounds good? Sounds good, yeah. All right. Okay, so. Well, you kind of hinted to some of these things, <laughs> but where was your wedding? So my husband and I were actually high school sweethearts. So we're both from Lima, Ohio, which either oh. like either no one knows of or maybe they Or they passed. make that sound. Well, or they make that sound. And <laughs> sometimes it's because they know somebody maybe near it or they watch Glee. Oh, it's, I've never yeah. seen Glee. So it's supposed to take place there. But yeah, so we got married there um, just because all of our family was there and friends were willing to travel. So... Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, and how did you actually choose your wedding vendors? Um, so at the time, like the knot was still, I mean, it still is a big thing, but it was like the biggest thing. Um, so a lot of them were from there. Some were from like friend recommendations. We went to like a bridal fair too. We also had way less options because it's kind of surrounded by cornfields. So it made it so we didn't have to necessarily sift through as many options. That's true. That are worse. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does make it a little bit, it makes it a little less time consuming, consuming. at yeah. least. Um, yeah. When did, what year did you get married? 2011. Okay. Yeah. So I got married in 2012 and I had a similar experience. I went with whatever our planner recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I went on the knot a couple times and I was like, this is overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so is there anything that you would do differently about your wedding if you could go back and change it? I know you kind of alluded to this not yeah. being the case, but. So for the most part, we were fortunate. We did get pretty much everything that like we wanted or anything else. I think the only thing I would have changed and like, sorry, mom and dad, if you listen to this, is we did have it in a church per my parents' request slash insistence. Um, <laughs> I like. I'm kind of a crunchy person, and so is my husband. So I, we always say we would have probably done it, like, outside. Like, the barn venues weren't really a thing, ironically, since we were surrounded by corn. Like, they could have made bank on that. Something like that. So we always say, like, maybe, you know, at, like, a, a big anniversary year, we'll do, like, a vow renewal, and it'll be, you know, like, all sorts of boho in the woods, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's, super cute, and that seems more like what I would have imagined. Yeah, it was it was a giant church, and it was beautiful, but it was still you know like a church, and we were they were kind of wiggy about shoulders being covered and stuff, which because I had a halter strap, it worked like that counted. So Mm -hmm. interesting, not really a shoulder, but I didn't argue it because I didn't want to cover my shoulders. Interesting. Your mom was happy. My mom was happy. And so I'm the oldest child. So, you know, it was, I was willing to lay down the fight on that one. So. And how many siblings do you have? I have a younger brother and sister. Okay. So you paved the way to make it a little bit. I paved the way. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, the most argumentative child. So it should all be easier (laughs) for them. (laughs) Oh, you gave in on one, one one big thing. thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so um, sorry, I just totally realized <laughs> I've never seen any of your wedding photos. I can see if I can find them. You'll laugh because we look very, my husband and I look very, very different. And my hair was a moderately different color 
but you know, I'm a hairstylist. It's, it's kind of a chameleon thing. Yeah, we have had an inornament, inordinate amount of <laughs> redheads on this show. Really? That's true. Every week. It's yeah. seriously been. Yeah. So you're the third redhead guest, and I'm a redhead. <laughs> This is, it's very, we, for some reason, we just attract all the redheads, I guess. That's so funny. <laughs> um, if my hair goes red, it's a bad thing. So don't, don't You don't want that brassiness? It doesn't look good on me. Um. Oh my gosh, your hair is so different. Yeah. And oh I like my super gosh. dark underneath and the natural on top. But granted, I was, you know, 22 and I was very much so inspired by a uh, comic book character. So, oh yeah, got it. But Which comic book character? Rogue from X Men, uh, like the blonde streak. I was like, I want this. And I see it. Yeah, totally so. see it. Here's Steph. You have to look. <laughs> Let's um, see. Sorry, guys. We're looking at some iPhone. Yeah, we'll try to put them up, but we'll put them up on if you send yeah, them to yeah, us. Yeah, we'll yeah, put definitely. them up on the blog and um, on our Instagram and stuff, <laughs> oh, so you yeah. guys can check it out. But look how awesome her like actual hairstyle yeah. looks. Yeah, who I like your, your veil. Your veil is beautiful. So it was a girl who worked at my mom's salon, and she had cut my hair and everything. Um, I like she was a person who I trusted, and I kind of joked because at the time in the Midwest, like the super tight with all the itty bitty curls was really popular, and I was like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't. She was originally from California, and she had much more of that like kind of California style. Which, ironically, I look at my hair from my wedding, and I'm like, yeah, this is a style I would still create today. Yeah, like that's exactly what I was. I'm thinking. glad, like, because the hairstyle was that's not really timeless, but it's still relevant. It wasn't. Yeah. Ohio prom hair. So <laughs> yeah, that makes me think of um, like homecoming hair. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're now like that's not it's as so popular different. now. But yeah, it's changed so much. Like yeah. everything about that stuff has changed. Yeah, it has. We didn't really have options when we were growing up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad for the people who are growing up now. In that you way. kids don't realize how good you have it. <laughs> Yeah, there was a year where we all had cornrow things. Oh, yeah. In, and then those tight curls. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Oh, that was a bad Did you cheer? Year. No. No? <laughs> no, I did dance, though. Oh. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> uh, was there anything that, um, well, what was the most important decision you made about your wedding day? Um, I don't, I've, I, I, really don't remember why I told you guys, but now that I'm thinking about it, um, I think the biggest thing is like, I just wanted all of like my girls, like my bridesmaids to be happy in their choices. And so for example, like with their dresses, they all had the same color, but they all had different styles. Cause there was no way one dress was going to fit and complement all of them. Um, I just wanted to have like a really good time. So I don't, know if there's necessarily like one thing well that's a decision yeah I was gonna say like I just wanted like us to be happy and then other people to also be happy like I just didn't want to deal with kind of like I don't know any of the BS or any of the stress I was just like nope we're doing this Mm -hmm. like one of the things um for our wedding cake we went with lemon strawberry and hummingbird which is like a spice cake I have never heard of that it's delicious but we really, like, we wanted that. And we were like, well, what about vanilla and chocolate? I'm like, we're giving them a candy bar. <laughs> or don't eat cake. Like, this is what we want. This makes us happy. I'm sure you'll be happy, too, when you try it, because it's a new flavor. Like, you'll love it. But, yeah, we just kind of put our and, like, I don't know, the important people's happiness 
before anything else. So. It's kind of funny because it sounds... It sounds like a delicious cake. It yeah, is. it does. It was a perfect cake. It was, it was like the one thing my husband, he was like, I really want, when we had all the cake tastings, he's like, I want hummingbird. I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. It why. sounds like you had a DC wedding in Ohio. Yeah. In, re- like in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, there were definitely some very DC elements to it where I'm like, oh yeah, now like I see it in other people's things. <laughs> that is so funny. I love it. Um, what advice would you offer to engaged couples planning their wedding as both a wedding professional in the DC area and a married human? Um, I think one of the biggest things is to not lose sight of kind of the why, like the why behind you're doing this. Like, remember that you love the person you're getting married to and like, that's what this is all about. So really focus on that and just Like, I know it's hard to not stress because it is a huge event and, you know, there's all this money involved and everyone's opinions involved. But just to really focus on your why, like, you know, to make you guys happy and everything. Because then I think once that's focused on, everything else kind of falls into place. That should be the title of this podcast for this episode. (laughs) It should be um, no matter where you are, because the stylist abroad um, focus on the why. Yeah. Cause that's what you said about business too. And it's totally true. And that's something that I, I mean, it's not something that we normally hear here. A lot of what are things that we hear here are <laughs> hire a, a planner. <laughs> yeah. That's such a, that's a really important thing to remember. I'm so glad that yeah. you mentioned that it's, it definitely resonates. Um, okay. Do you have a funny story, um, from <laughs> your wedding? Um, so, when we got married in the church, the guy's room was essentially the sacristy, which if you're Catholic, you know it is. And if not, maybe not. But next to the altar, it's like the little room to the right where the priest normally gets ready before mass. It's kind of like, yeah, it's almost like it in the holy space. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, like a step. It's yeah. like semi-holy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's holy in ch- adjacent. It's in the church. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so they're getting ready in there. And then the church was very much so like, after you're done, you, you got to go because we got to prepare for mass. And so his guys were just scooping up everything. And then we get to the reception and the deacon shows up and is trying to like hunt down where the priest's robes were because apparently what the guys, when they were scooping up the bags, accidentally scooped up the bag that had his robes <laughs> in it. I don't, I'm assuming they were spare robes, but they accidentally <laughs> scooped them up. And to make the matter, in my opinion, funnier was the first guy he went to was Jewish. The second guy he went to was atheist. And then he finally like, Landed on somebody. I found my husband and found the robes. But in our wedding video, you see the deacon just like walking across like the back of the dance floor, like trying to track down these robes. That is so funny. Like, what did the priest wear if he didn't have backup? I'm like, I hope he had. I mean, I guess you guys must have been like, what the hell? Why is this guy asking me for like his robes? I didn't have them. I don't know. Yeah, is this terry cloth material (laughs) or? Yeah. I, mean, I guess I assume that you just wear like, you know, I guess like the black t-shirt, black pants with the little yeah. white Priest whatever collar. thing. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so curious. If anyone went to mass 
after, after your wedding, wedding, which was like on the, it was on uh, June eleventh, two thousand eleven, <laughs> and like it would be like it would have been like the five p.m. mass in Lima, Ohio, <laughs> St. John's. What was he wearing? <laughs> Let us know. Link, link it below, please. <laughs> Everybody has to know. If you took a photo, please send it in. <laughs> that is so hilarious. Yeah. As I went to Catholic school for high school, and as someone who did that, I can just like only imagine seeing everyone's faces. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Ashley, thank you so much for being on the wedding dish thank today. You for me. It was such a great time chatting with you. It, it was just, it's always lovely to see you and your beautiful red hair. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. And your website is thestylistabroad.com, right? Yes. Okay, so everybody should go check that out. Steph already gave it her five-star review. <laughs> um, and next week, we'll be dishing with London um, Summer Hitchman, who is a D.C. resident um, and is married to... He's on my husband's softball team, oh, nice. which is how we found them. He also works with children. Um, and he has a lovely wife, Lauren, who Steph met at a D.C. event. Um and they uh, they also own Summer Street Pizza, which is lactose free. It's like a oh, gourmet fun. pizza um, that is. I don't know if they have vegan, but if they do, I'll let you know. Um, but <laughs> Clouseau is offering his opinion right now. <laughs> if anyone can hear that, <laughs> we're almost done, little guy. He's like, I want to go play. Um, anyway, sorry. But um, yeah, so they, they'll be with us next week. So that'll be a fun episode. I will definitely ask about the vegan pizza because <laughs> I know it's lactose free. I tried it. It was really good. So um, and um, thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Dish brought to you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. And please be sure to subscribe, rate and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. Thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us today on The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding, from the planning process to business and more. Plus, we drink rosé. Cheers, guys. Thanks Cheers. so much, Ashley. Thanks. And you can check Ashley out on Instagram at the stylist abroad. Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio. Broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.